Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time <laughs> uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and john jd all right boys and girls no 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 crazy movies this week so we can no crazy movies <laughs> No, no Blade Trinities or Marathon movies this week. Next week, maybe. So, but, but on that note, how's everyone doing? How are you doing, John? Well, I told you, and you don't want to know. So, <laughs> You look tired. I, yes. <laughs> As you I'm, show us your coffee. Tea, damn it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Tea. You're a tea drinker. You're drink not a coffee drinker. Coffee. Wow. You, think you think you're English. No, not English. <laughs> But yeah, okay. I mean the uh, the anime spring season is is underway. I found a lot of good shows to watch, and and I just got all the light novels for Rising of the Shield Hero, or at least I got the first nine of them. So I'm gonna go through the because the the anime is getting its uh, second season right now, and I've heard that there are some differences. So I figured I'm gonna read the light novel, and then because it cool. you know it. That's actually supposedly even better than the anime. So yeah, beyond that, eh, you know, life. Life is life. How yeah. about you? How about you, JD? Are you feeling any better? <laughs> I'm just busy. Like we just I literally just walked out of the practice room with my son. We had a college coach come into our practice room today, so we loaded it up and Ooh. Andy wanted to go. So I'm like, okay, you can come in and it's just super stressful. Uh, so yeah, I just walked out of the room, but other than that, so we launched the Kickstarter. Let's see, we're recording this on Monday night. Show comes out Wednesday, so by the time anybody hears this, we'll have launched about 24 hours ago, but as of right now, I'm still ready to launch. So we hit it. The, the Wolfstone Saga Kickstarter goes live Tuesday morning, and I got this really cool thing. This is going to be, I got some cool stuff planned for this Kickstarter. If you back it in the first 45 or 48 hours, you're going to get access to 45 free novels. And after that, for after that 48 hours. So Thursday morning, you'll get an email from me with 45 free books. Not mine, my book, you got to pay for. But as long as you back it, you're going to get all these free beans that are really cool. And I've read well, some of them and they're really good books. I was about to say, I don't think you've written 45 books. No, I wish, man. I'm trying. No, I got a bunch of people willing to, uh, what's really cool about Kickstarter is you get a bunch of people that are willing to contribute and everyone gets how the ecosystem goes and you give and you share and you, it's uh it's kind of how it is so i got a bunch of authors that that are willing to supply their stuff for free to help this kickstarter go and then so that's going to be the first little bonus perk 
So yeah, the what, first 48 hours you get in, you get a bunch of free books. What if you back it in the first 48 minutes? <laughs> I'll come to Pennsylvania and make out with you. <laughs> Show my, gr- Show I, my I, gratitude. I don't <laughs> think that's a perk. <laughs> oh, you don't, that's what you think. I've been told differently. <laughs> Hopefully only by your wife. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but that's the type of point. Um, yeah, no, get on this quick and I got some cool stuff. I had a I had a theme song written for this. My buddy George O'Connor's uh, Charlie's Place creator, mm-hmm. or Charlie's Spot creator, excuse me, wrote a bitchin' metal song for for a theme song for this campaign, which is pretty awesome. Uh, a comic artist, Kurt Belcher, is doing a really sweet, like a wallpaper, a digital wallpaper for this. So I got a lot of cool stuff that's coming along the per- uh, down the pike with this campaign, aside from these, like the best three books I've ever written. So. I'm I'm real excited. 17 days is the campaign length, and it's gonna be it's gonna be intense. Cool, cool, excellent. Most. How are you, Dave? I'm all right. I can't complain. Uneventful Easter, which is good. You know, had had way too much to eat. Amen, brother. How how many chocolate bunnies have you slayed? Well, here's here's the thing I love too. My girlfriend, who is back on her diet and being extremely strict. Bought me coconut eggs and Cadbury cream eggs, which are my favorites at Easter oh. time. And I ate them all <laughs> yesterday. Why does it sound like she's, you know, helping you help her feel good? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, you're trying to sabotage me so you feel better about yourself. He's like, no. Oh, wait. And That's the other thing. Saturday morning, we got up and went for a walk by the Schuylkill and... The what? Schuylkill River. Sorry. It's a, it's a local oh. reference for those who don't live in Philadelphia. And at one point, you know, we st- we rest, stopped and rested, sat at a picnic table for a little bit. And she's like sitting there and she's like rub- rubbing my, my hair. And then she starts going, hmm. And I'm like, what? And she plucks out a hair and goes, look. And it was gray. And then she, and then she starts counting all the ones. She, I'm like, wait, stop. Yes. Dude, she it I'm was a funny. decade younger than you. And I got tons of grays. I got, I'm getting Reed Richards temples here. Yeah. Well, you know, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> Well, I see the thing is like you and John both have the same thing where you have dark hair. She's got dark hair too. So you see it a lot easier where with my hair, it's hard to see it, but then she started seeing it. Now it's like, she thinks it's funny because it bothers me. <laughs> so noise. <laughs> key is you can't sell it. You got to be like, oh, it's no big deal. Yeah, Even if it is a gigantic right. big deal. And then you go and buy yourself the just for men, but you sell it is like, ah, oh, it's not a big thing. I kind of like it because my beard's all gray. And it actually looked my age for once in my life. So I dig it. Eh, maybe. So, but other than that, we didn't talk about it last week, but I've been, I'm all caught up on Ghost, uh, on Moon Knight. Yeah, same about... diff. They'll be fighting soon, hopefully. <laughs> Are you guys all caught up? Mm-hmm. You know the answer to that question. Do I? Yeah, you do. <laughs> so, what, okay, so you weren't here when we talked about it the at the premiere, JD, you were off. That you are week. correct. You are correct. So, what do you think of it so far? Oh, I'm, I'm serious. I haven't watched it. I'm behind. I'm trying to get this Kickstarter going. Are, are you kidding time, me? All my free time goes into that. Oh. I haven't watched. I went to. I saw Sonic at the theater because my little boy wanted to, and that's the only bit of pop culture I've imbibed. I, I have to force myself to do a little bit of reading every day. No, I'm behind on everything, man. <sighs> Man, I thought you were joking around. Okay. No, well, I'm yeah. serious. Yeah, but he's, he's, look how much he's done, you know? It's like, no, not acceptable. Oh. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> and by next week, that's a lie. I won't. I mean, like, I, I, next week gets serious. So I'm sorry. I'm a turd. Bad co-host. <laughs> oh man, I guess we can't talk about it, John. Yes, we you can. You guys can talk about it. You guys can talk about it. So I'm well, going to forget I, what you talk about the second the show ends, anyway. So they've done the whole Mark Spector and Stephen. What's his last name? Stephen Grant having like he has like a split personality within you know within Moon Knight. And what was really cool is in the first two episodes, Stephen Grant is like in control of the body for most of it, and they flipped it in the third episode. So I thought that was really cool. What did you think, John? I think the third personality coming out is going to be interesting well they haven't even said who that is yet yeah right that, they they haven't but but they're both you know like he wakes up there's a guy on the end of the knife and he's like why did you do that and the other guy's like i didn't do that it's like uh-oh <laughs> so yes i i it's 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 good you know like now now every like everything went to crap now let's see how he does without the armor right yes so but yeah, I mean, Oscar Isaac is, yeah, I think, is killing this. Like, is it canon for for Moon Knight to have a healing factor on par with like uh, Wolverine? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, it seems appropriate that if it is on par with that, that it took a god's armor to give that to him. That seems okay. Right. It's just that I didn't expect that. But but it's yeah, cause you know he, yeah because he he actually did get hurt and then was fine by the end of the episode so yeah that that is interesting i yeah. just thought it was protecting him i didn't even think of it that way until you just pointed out <laughs> yeah to be honest huh very interesting but i mean we said at the beginning of the before the show started it's all going to fall on his performance and i think he's killing it every week and it's only plus, six episodes so plus they've already given it so that like mark has the armor in one way what's his name steven, steven has has the armor as was it Mr. Uh, Knight. <laughs> yeah spiffy night and uh, i wonder what the other one looks like that i'm assuming that will be meaner because whoever that was was just stabbing he didn't want any, any information or anything he was just killing the guys so yeah. his, his might look even he he might be a little bit worse a <laughs> little bit so yeah so don't want to give too much away even though i think we gave too much away already <laughs> for poor jd it's okay i'm barely paid I'm barely paying attention. I'm multitasking. I'm ordering us dinner while I listen, while I host a show and invite in the conversation. So I just kind of spaced out on the Moon Knight stuff. But I know it's split personality thing. I'm there. <laughs> I hope you know that by now. Yeah, I'm aware <laughs> of that one. Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it yet, other than JD, make sure you're checking it out because it's really good. It might be, I think, I honestly think it's on par with WandaVision. It is really good. You That's know, a bold I, statement. That's a bold statement, sir. Yes. Well, the thing that was appealing right. about WandaVision is like the slow reveal and not really knowing what's going on from week to week. I They are definitely recreating that in this show. So interesting. Didn't Marvel just cancel a second season of something? Did they? It wasn't. It wasn't because we we knew that WandaVision was like a self-contained story for the situation. There was something else. So what are the, what are the other shows? It was. There's Loki, Loki, which then, from my understanding, they're already working on season two. And, yeah, that uh, one's definitely getting season two. Captain America, well, Falcon Winter Soldier, but that might be the one that isn't getting one. That's continuing into Captain America four, and then Hawkeye. But I don't know. Kate Bishop, I thought 
was going to be in another movie. So she definitely will. I think. I think it was. I thought it was the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think. Yeah, there's no Falcon Winter Soldier season two because they're going like they said they're going right into the movie. Yeah, but there was. Yeah. I don't know. There was something about. There was something about them either canceling or saying they wouldn't. They weren't going to do it when everybody thought they would. But I guess. It might have been that. People might have assumed there was going to be a season two, and it was just like, no, you know. Yeah. The only thing they told us we were getting a season two of was, was Loki. Yeah, well, that that's because they can't leave it there. No. They could. It wouldn't be a good move, but they could. Mm, true. Yeah, because we all love when things end on cliffhangers. Speaking of things we love, let's get into some social media madness. Oh, man, they got the connections really bad. What? <laughs> you... <laughs> poor thing must be going through like a tunnel during a thunderstorm going through the the channel actually i'm driving under the english channel at the moment so i might lose you guys <laughs> so we had talked about last week of course we reviewed the classic blade trinity and we had pondered is it the worst marvel movie ever made and tv's travis responded with worse than man thing question mark man thing I forgot Man Thing was a thing. Yeah. But, but was it like, I mean, if we're counting everything. Man Thing, I mean, it's like an, that's like an unfair comparison, though, because Man Thing is like a low-budget, you know, silly yeah. movie. Like, Man Thing wasn't supposed to be good. Like, they tried to make Blade Trinity good. In 2000, cool. I mean, they more tried to make it cool. It was in 2005 it was created. Huh. The Gorilla Brain podcast responded by saying, Man Thing is Citizen Kane by comparison. Ooh. <laughs> I've never seen the Man Thing movie, so I can't speak to that. Have you? Have either of you ever seen the Man? I forgot there was seen a Man Thing. Movie. I've never, I've never seen. I've never I've seen two. Then I watched it. But yeah. it's a, it's a Sci-Fi Channel special at, in yeah. two thousand and five. Oh. So it was okay. probably right behind, by, right between, was it Ice Spiders and Super Gator versus Mega Python or something? You know. Travis then said, "I am no fan of Blade Trinity, but it at least has some redeeming qualities. I can't say the same thing for Man Thing." Uh, to which Ray said, it had a huge redeeming quality. It ended. Ooh. <laughs> That's a nice Ray line. I like that one. Maybe we should watch Man Thing. Uh-oh. What? I'm curious. Well, well, we did watch a good one, so it is time to watch a bad one, I guess, if you want to go the whole yin-yang thing. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if it's as bad. I mean, like, the Swamp Thing movies aren't great, but I wonder if it's, like, comparable. <sighs> I don't know. You know, Wes Craven made the first one. Thing. <sighs> True story. We'll have to think about it. I'm it's the... so bad, you won't even just say yes. You have to think about it. Okay. Uh-huh. Moving on, we had said that Misha Collins had been cast as Harvey Dent in the Gotham Knights series, the upcoming Gotham Knights series, to which the Pop Prism Power podcast replied, I'm okay with this. So I'm assuming the girls over there are fans of Misha Collins. Hmm? He's, a, he, I... he's a handsome man. Okay. I'm still not going to watch the show, but <laughs> Gotham without Batman just seems like a bad idea. It uh, was when they did it the first time. Gotham was bad. <laughs> they just didn't learn, so they have to try and lose money again or something. Although it did, I don't even know if that show lost money. Like it went on for so long, it really surprised let's, me. Let's see if this show after later the later news on this topic. Let's see if that really we also yeah. talked about the co-creator of American Chavez decided that not to take the offer Marvel gave as uh, saying it was an insult of an offer. We had asked if this helped creators or not. And then Smash Trivia said, 
What I never knew, the creator, the creators of a bunch of my favorite cartoons growing up created a Marvel character. It's so cool. Hmm. <laughs> Obviously, they went down the well, the well of looking up, oh, I can't think of his name, Joe Casey. And yes, he created a lot of cartoons from the 90s. <laughs> so, which we did talk about that last week. So. <clears throat> and then, okay, moving on. We had his, uh, his name must be mentioned all over uh, Toy Galaxy. Yes. I think I, I, I swear I, that name sounds familiar. And I've been watching a lot of Toy Galaxy lately. So, sorry, we had to, we had to let JD back in. Apparently, he lost connection again because he's in the channel. I got Banished. You got Banished? Banished. They ah. said from Zoom kicked me out. I don't know why. I've always liked that. That's my favorite Shakespeare word. That's not banish, it's banished. <laughs> that's what, or at least that's, how, that's what Franco Zeffirelli told me in his wonderful version of Romeo and Juliet from, I believe, 1968. Forsooth, he did. Forsooth, yeah. Uh, where did we lose you? <laughs> hey, oh. we, 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 we lost him at, uh, at Social Media Madness. Yeah, Social Media Madness is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yes. All right. So moving on, let's. Get, we got a couple more here. We also talked about Marvel finally saying that Daredevil is part of the MCU, the Daredevil from Netflix. Here we uh, go. To which the Ocho Dorle Parlay Hour podcast replied, "It is." Then all the other shows they added into Disney Plus is as well. They've got a point. Like they were all connected. So if they're all connected and Daredevil is officially part of the MCU, they are all part of the MCU. If one is, by definition, they all have to be. Right. So. Not necessarily, but, you know, we we still hope that they will quite vigorously revamp Iron Fist's backstory and history. Well, Mandarin, they redid the Mandarin. Yeah, but, you know, we'll see. Well, I mean, I don't know. And then... The last bit of thing, and it's a shame you're on your iPhone because you can't see this. Uh, we had a we had a fan paint, of the show. Paint, paint me a picture, Dave. Tell me, <laughs> describe it in thorough words and phrases. So, Pixel Fun, who I believe is a fan of the show, took our logo and redid it. And it's one of those where like there's a bunch of images make up the image, and they used art or they used images from the Star Wars trailers to recreate our logo that sounds awesome yes yes it is i'm going to probably update our logos on social media to use this image going forward so a big shout out to pixel fun they're at uh p pixel fun on the twitters so i recommend people follow them and check out their artwork and uh, yeah that was pixel that was really pixel cool of you it's, a, <laughs> it's it's called a photo mosaic by the way yes yes yeah it's called kind it is it's really neat too and yeah. if you if you scroll in really really close you can see you can see obi-wan saying hello there <laughs> yes really close just keep <laughs> going in you'll eventually see it it's like the star wars inception of superhero speak so there you go <laughs> all right that is all the social media madness guys awesome Yay, and there was much celebrating. But for those listening, if you want to know how you can be part of social media madness and follow us on social media, here's our good friend D Square to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following superherospeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, 
You can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. All right. Thanks for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerd Podcast, available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And now, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with the news. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we are back, and we were going to start with the big news that just came out today before recording, and we got our first look at Thor Love and Thunder. So I'm curious what you guys thought of the trailer. Oh, um, I was going to let you go first. I had a mouthful of burger. I, I, I saw, I saw your, your mic go live, so I, just, I thought maybe I was afraid was... Dave was going to call on me, and I had to be ready. But if you want to go first, John, I invite you. Oh, sure, sure. No, go ahead. Burger, you know, it, it's going in a different direction than I thought. But then again, we wouldn't have expected it to follow the same storyline of, you know, female Thor in the comics. So I don't know. It's going to be different because we the almost every movie is based on real like conflict and fights and chase scenes and whatever. An action and this they're trying they're going to try to do a story around somebody's search for himself you know granted it's thor so heads will be bashed but i you know it, it it's a different kind of story and i'm hoping that they have the writing to support it because they have to make it interesting instead of just whiny thor we've already had big lebowski thor so now i'm hoping this isn't whiny thor this is more like you know I don't know. I, I, I don't want to see more action, but I mean, it, yeah, I, 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 I'd welcome a, a different story like this. I just hope that the writing supports it. Okay. I, I don't think that's what we're getting at all. Yeah. Because Christian Bale's God Butcher was not seen in this. Mm-hmm. I just don't think, I think this was, they didn't show you anything. You know, this is basically act one, right? Because there is no story here. That's not how these movies were made. So I just think they played their cards close to the vest with this trailer in particular. Well, that'd right? be nice. It's almost more, it's yeah. almost more of a teaser because there is going to be, there's going to be conflict. Like there's drama, right? Well, how does, how does Natalie Portman's character, like how does Jane Foster get back involved in this? What is Gore the God Butcher doing? Which I know he's, he's butchering gods, but like we saw Zeus in this one. So I think this is just, this is the call to action. This is just going to put us in the frame of mind of where Thor is at the beginning of the movie. Because there's no way that this is... If Gore the God Butcher is loose, I wonder if the last episode of Moon Knight, we get to see him. It's possible. Because, you know, you got a, you got a bunch of uh, gods there, you know? And if, I don't know, it should be, it could be cool. I, I just think they're not going to... I just think they're they're playing things close to the best. Hmm. Like, they're not 
they're not they didn't have to reveal anything. So Thor Four, here's Guns N' Roses. Everyone likes Guns N' Roses. Yeah. <laughs> and they kinda and they kinda got out, right? Like this is which I like by the way, because there's no every trailer now, and not even now, it's like, it's like thirty years, has told you the movie going in. So mm-hmm. you had all the beats of the story basically filled in before you got there. This movie, much like No Way Home, right? Because we didn't know anything about No Way Home, really. True. Until we got there. And they're not, I think they're just keeping it close because they don't have to, right? Like, all they don't even have to do trailers to advertise. They just have to say, movie, money, and we're going. Yeah, yeah. I was just left wondering at the end of the trailer, is that the MCU Jane Foster? Or is that a alternate version? Don't know. I would assume. I would assume it is Jane, like the arts Jane Foster we know and love, because uh, you want those ta- you want those connections, right? Her and Thor have history. If it's a different character, you don't have that history, right? So you're 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 shooting yourself in the foot, dramatically speaking. If it's a different version of Jane Foster, and I hope we don't keep going to the, the multiverse well too often, because it's going to start getting played out a bit. You know, I hope mm-hmm. I hope I hope this is the real Jane or are Jane Foster, I should say. Yeah, but then it's like, and again, you have to see the movie to, to find out, like, how did she get the power? Because Thor's gone, I mean, not Thor, Odin's gone in this universe. So, you know, who yeah. else could have given her the power? It's going to be interesting, because this is very, very very much like how Ragnarok was, in a lot of ways, just an interpretation, like an adaptation of Planet Hulk, right, mm. with Thor. This is very much going to be that God Butcher story, but it's very different, because it's, it's Taking, like they're taking panels out of the comic trailer, which is cool, but they're going to do something different. They have to do something different with it because we're in a different place in the MCU than they were in the you know the six one six. So they're going to adapt the story and make changes. I just I don't know what those changes are going to be. It's very intriguing. I don't know. No, I agree. It's it'll be interesting to see where this goes because you're right. You don't know anything from the trailer, and I kind of. <clears throat> The setup makes me feel like we've seen this Thor before, you know, this like, oh, I'm questioning everything and, you know, I'm going to walk away from being a superhero. It's like he did that in Endgame, you know. But at the, at the same time, like the first shot is you see Thor running in through various stages of his life, right? I think that's yeah. on purpose. Yeah. Like, did you notice he's wearing the, when he was doing the, the we call him battle rope workouts, but he was doing it with like these gigantic chains. He was dressed like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio with Adventures of Babysitting. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was, he was dressed like that version of Thor, which I thought was a great nod. Mm. And and besides, in Endgame, he was like, yeah, he was hurting. And by the end of Endgame, when he when they finally destroyed Thanos, he he like that was his healing, right? So now it's time for him to go on and like finish that journey. So this would yeah, be the last the- part of that journey. Yeah, yeah, I agree with John. I think this is the key. This is the healing journey, right? This is him putting, finding his place in this universe, which is interesting too, because like much like the Jason Aaron around Thor, the universe has replaced him. So what is Thor in a world that already has Thor? I don't know. Really safe, you know. Two Thors. That's uh, that's got. Well, I mean, that was that, <laughs> that was the question, and and what was it? Unworthy Thor when he they took his powers away, and then it was. Mm-hmm. Jane Foster given the powers, but then we find out she was given the powers to save her life and blah blah. blah I, I, I really, do you think they'll do the same beat again? I don't, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good character beat. I don't know. I don't know either because it's 
like it works in the comics because again odin gives her the power to save her but it's like does it make sense in the mcu especially because we haven't seen her in a bunch of movies either because they broke up <laughs> well to be fair the comics and then she was out of the comics for quite some time before they turned her into four i believe i believe yeah you know i don't know man it's in it's intriguing i want to know more about new asthma i don't know where that is still yeah. on earth right well i mean it's, I know, was, it's, wasn't it yeah i don't remember yeah left, it was on earth he left Valkyrie in charge yeah that was on earth it was like in I ireland or something that. That was, yeah. i forgot about that. i forgot i still want to know more about it. and he went off with yeah. the guardians to find himself yep I do remember that. It doesn't seem like the Guardians are going to be in this that much of the movie, which I think is okay because Gun's back doing Gun stuff. So, right, they kind of they kind of came out weird, but yeah, it's going to be. It should be interesting. Yes, take a look at the people that love you the most. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's the other thing I was trying to figure out was if you watch, if you pause Jane catching the the hammer. Yep, there's the like. Mjolnir, there's like uh, blue lines going through it. So is that a restored Mjolnir from I, it being destroyed? That was the vibe. That was the vibe I got. I bet like maybe our friend Ulick repaired the thing. Well, it's it's not just blue lines. Like it looks like it's like somebody grabs grabs some super glue and put it together. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I think it's been repaired. Like it's been like they said restored. Like maybe our friend Ulick Patrol did rebuild it, or somebody else rebuilt it. So it's good. Like I said, this is a there's a lot of stuff that again from the comics that they can adapt and do something differently. So Anything cool. to get? What? Sorry, go ahead. I said it should be cool, and then I burped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it should, should, any, anything to get Peter Dinklage in in for a cameo at least? Because because yeah, because at the end of Endgame they had they had the hammer from oh yeah, but that's right, Cap brought it back the hammer. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a that was Thor pulled the hammer from a different timeline, right? So Cap brought it back along with the Infinity Stones at the end. Uh-huh. It was yes. returned to where it belonged. So this mm. would be a destroyed hammer. When was the hammer destroyed? Was it in a Infinity War? No, no, it was. It was and no, so no, it was. Oh no, no, Ragnarok. It was destroyed. Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hella Ragnarok it. was destroyed. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Hella just like grabbed it and said no and um, yeeted it. Hey, do you guys this is the first Marvel movie, to, Marvel series, to get a four? Like a yes. part four? Pretty much. Well, I guess you can count as Avengers four. I don't know. I guess never mind. Maybe I'm wrong. Right? See, it, Endgame. They're, yeah, but they're they're all like, they're all starting to meld together because there's so many superheroes now that you're always yeah. going to get a few in each one. So like, sure, this counts as four for him, but like 2.5 for the Guardians of the Galaxy and, you know, whoever well, else shows many, up. It's like, how many movies was Tony Stark Iron Man in? Three. Well, all total? Gosh. Well, three Iron Mans, four Avengers, two Spider Mans. Sp- yeah, Spider Mans. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I can't exactly. remember, man. It's getting, too hard. it's getting too hard to keep score of these movies. <laughs> <sighs> you know what's not hard to keep score of? Well, how many times DC is going to regroup? Oh, wait. That is getting hard to keep. Reboot or regroup? I mean, we're talking about is this because uh, I got all the notes in front of me. Is this the Warner disaster yes. going on right now? Uh, yeah. So, so Warner is it a disaster though? Is it or Warner is this Discovery the start of has, maybe them getting their shit together? They're exploring overhauling DC Entertainment. So, like, so if you read the article, one of the things they talk about in the article is assigning an overhead czar to all the DC movies. Like they did over at Disney with Kevin Feige in the Marvel movies. 
But uh, under Kevin Suji, under Kevin Sujihara, with this we're talking three CEOs ago now, they had that guy. It was Jeff Johns. Right. They fired they fired that guy. Yeah. Yes. And they're talking about this Emma Watts being they offered the position to her. I think this it's I think it said in the article she turned it down. But the thing is they picked her because she was like one of the top CEOs at Fox before it got bought by Marvel and like she's respected in the in the film industry, but it's like part of the reason Kevin Feige was picked is not only is he a good at making movies, he loves the Marvel properties. Yeah, like, they they need a he's fan. a fan. Mm. Yeah, like well, that's like they, when they when they they put Diane Nelson in charge of that too a few years ago. Like she was in charge of DC overall, and they put her there because she had headlined the hair. She had, she had headed up the Harry Potter division, right? And they thought it was mm-hmm. the same kind of thing, and that didn't work. Like that led DC moving all the way out to, to California and all kinds of, and nothing. It's been, God, they came under one roof and it got even more. Like it's been, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the, the new, the new dude, the guy at Warner Discovery, whatever they're going to call this thing, said they're trying, they need to trim $3 billion from the budget. Yes. Or, or like, conversely, they need to get DC shit together and make three movies. Well, it's not the, I mean, like, it's Warner. I mean, like, it's not just DC. It's like, oh, DC, DC. But it comes from Warner, right? Like, think about how much money, think about how much money that Warner has wasted on movies that never get made, right? True. Like, think, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars on properties in development. Or, like, like yes, okay, the, the, the Snyder Cut was fun for us to do a podcast with for a day, right? Why did they do that? Wait, we, 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 we missed that last part. Say that again. Oh, sorry. I said the, the, the Snyder Cut was fun for us to do a podcast on in retrospect. But, like, why did they do that? What money was generated? Like, it became part of HBO Max. But, like, right. the whole HBO Max thing has been just has been awful for Warner. Like, it's been a disaster. Like, every move they've made has been, like, not good. Like, it's been, this is a... Like this is why people like how can how can Discovery be in control of this merger? Because Warner is in trouble, man. To the point where AT and is like, I don't, we don't want you right. Like no, it's, exactly. It's rough. And then, and the thing is, you just said, yeah, they're they're looking to get three billion. And I saw someone floating the idea again of them completely stopping publishing and just farming out the IPs to get published by other people again. And See, that's it's just I don't know if that's ever going to happen because the comics is such a small, like if you're looking to trim $2 billion or $3 billion, what's the comics division going to take? Like, nothing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's nothing. It's the film. Like, I've seen people with wrestling involved. AEW is going to get canceled. It's like, that's chump change compared to what they spent. Like, this Harry Potter movie, not doing good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it got diminishing returns. So, on that, they, they, yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, though, like if they pick, if they, you know, if they trip and, and fall on their face and by accident pick somebody who loves the DC properties and has read comics when they were a kid and, and has the ability to do what Feige's doing, they could easily close that gap in like three, four or five years. If, you know, four or five years, they would easily close that gap and then surpass it. I feel like anything that is on the that isn't in the can that's ideas that are floating out there. I think they're on the chopping block at this point. I agree. I mean, like, there's a reason why we haven't announced the Batman movie, right? Like, in that, I read someone say that movie that Warner is considering it a failure because it didn't it didn't make a billion dollars. 
I don't know if I could agree with that. No. You know, that, especially because the budget was smaller than a typical movie, you know? Yeah, that, that, that doesn't make any sense because, yeah, again, you're right. It was a much smaller budget and it made it made seven hundred and fifty million, I think, the last I checked. Yeah, which is good. But again, this is from Twitter. So everybody will avoid, everybody has voice. Nobody deserves that voice. Yeah. Right. Well, Twitter's Twitter. What are you gonna do? Twitter. Uh, exactly. Twitter exactly. But I mean, I'm just wondering, like, if they're gonna trim all this but they gotta trim something. Okay, Where does so it come from? real quick, it was between a hundred hundred and eighty five and two hundred million. So it's one of those where like the exact number wasn't released but yeah 751.1 million was uh box office so that is not a failure yeah so what did it cost it didn't cost that to make it so i mean you know what was the budget what was the budget oh you didn't hear me 185 to 200 so 200 million yeah and 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 they made 751 million off of it okay right so so even if you double 200 million for marketing, which I don't even think they spent that much on it, four hundred. No, they get so much out of it all. Yeah, that's still that's still making over three hundred million. And it's not. Yeah, so it, then, it's about. To, it hasn't been released on DVD and Blu-ray yet, so that'll well, it make up to, soon. It's coming to Max. Is, I think it's already there. I think it's already on Max. I think so. so yeah. I mean, it was fast. It just. I don't know. I think that DC is just like of all the things going on at Marvel right now. I think Mr. Christopher Nolan might need to think twice about what he wants to do next. You know, because they give him a lot of money to make movies, and I'm not sure if they're making as much as they used to, right? Right. I don't know. I think that DC Comics will be reorganized, but I think it's safe. Probably. Because actually, wasn't that something we talked about before? One of the last reshuffles, like, they cut people, but then they, like, added a bunch of, they put a bunch of people in, like, management positions. And, yeah. And, and had co-CEOs and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, I got to think. They've what? changed, like, I think, I've been on the show four years, and I think they've reshuffled DC Comics three times, so they're probably doing it again. Someone's, they're yeah. going to consolidate. The people are going to save money. They're probably going to, they're probably not going to hire a, a lot of superstars. They're probably going to put a lot of Batman books out, because they'll sell, and mm-hmm. they're probably gonna have, not going to have as many superstar artists and stuff like that, but they're still going to hunt. They're still going to bring comics. Like, it's not like they were, it's weird. They're moving in a spot where they're doing more digital and more stuff for the kids market. I don't know. I don't know where they are. I don't know where DC's at with all that. Those publishing plants could go up right now. So I have no, I don't know. It's interesting. Yep. We'll have to see. Well, um, so, so we, we talk about this and then our next story. I was going to say, is like I, actually I the next if, two stories. <laughs> I don't know if this is safe, but apparently Riverdale's KJ Apa and 1883's Appa. Isabel May. Mm-hmm. What? KJ Appa, I guess. Or is it Appa? Okay. Uh, Appa and 1883's Isabel May have been cast as the Wonder Twins for HBO Max. So Yeah. Do we do we need this? Like if I'm if David Zaster, I forget his last name, somebody. If I'm him, I'm like, do we need this? You you right. need you you need you need a solid base of a Batman, a Superman, and a Wonder Woman set of properties first, and then maybe, you know. Uh, one or two other, you know, farther out. You've already got Aquaman. You could keep that. You could keep the 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 latest, the Batman. But and th- and then you know you, you bring that into a Justice League, and then you start branching out into the weird characters like that. We're too late. We're too late. Right. <clears throat> we have a right. Wonder Woman movie. Like Wonder Woman 84, Say what wasn't great, but you still have a good Wonder Woman franchise, right? 
mm-hmm. we're still there. You have a Shazam movie that's going to come out at the end. You got a Shazam and a Black Adam movie that are both coming out at the end of the year. Right. So I mean, we're still kind of we're still kind of in the Snyder versus one foot, but now we have Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. We have Robert Pattinson's Batman. Like, I still think the idea that it was just going to be with the two movies it doesn't matter. No continuity. But I was like, <clears throat> do we need the Wonder Twins movie or TV series? Like, who cares? No. I think, in all honesty, it was it was a move to appeal to Gen Xers who grew up watching Super Friends. I'm sorry, I'm a Gen. I, I'm I'm that. I'm that guy, and I have no, why? Why would you need the Wonder Twins? They were a they were a joke on the Super Friends show, and the Super Friends show itself was kind of a joke to begin with. You know, I mean, it was a product of its. I know it was a product of its time, and it was Hanna Barbera, and it introduced a lot of people to you know the to the Super Friends and you know to DC stuff, but but. The writing in that was horrible. Those those two characters replaced a pair of characters and a dog that were just plain old humans hanging out at the Hall of Justice for no reason. Like Marvin and Wendy. Marvin and Wendy, right, right. And yeah, and it's like, but why would you need these two? Like they were again, they were just a gimmick. They were literally a gimmick. They were a gimmick to appeal to younger viewers at the time. That's why they were created. Because they, there was some reason there was this idea in the comics that they want that in the, these handbooks, cartoon shows, that kids needed to see someone like them. When in reality, all we wanted to see was the superheroes. Right. Yeah. That's why Robin exists. That's why mm-hmm. Aqualad exists. Kid Flash. All the sidekicks. Yep. Kid Flash. Speedy. <sighs> but the, those those got good after a while. After they after real writers took them over and gave them sympathetic good stories. But Zen and Jaina have always been just a gimmick like just well it's did, not like they have it was like they have an extensive background in the comics either yeah they did bring them in at one point but yeah they're not like a huge uh draw in the comics so yeah i don't know i don't get it you mentioned aquaman john i'm not even so sure that's going to come out the next aquaman movie that'd so, be fun because i don't know if you've heard that the trial with amber heard and johnny depp is going on right oh, now on a and there's a lot of bad stuff about Amber Heard coming out from that trial. Well, we don't even know if the if if like what what happens with Ezra was it uh, was Ezra it, uh, Miller Ezra Miller yeah like oh I forgot to, and include that one and then the guy who who played the Joker got arrested <laughs> for definitely uh, in the new no 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 oh, the in, new guy uh, the new guy wow. in the, <laughs> over the weekend <laughs> apparently you work for DC you. You start having troubles. They're just not picking good people. Yeah. Hey, Barry, I mean, Barry Coke, Ke- uh, was it Keegan? Barry yeah, Keegan? Keegan, that's it. Yeah. Like, if you if you looked at a picture of Mara and you cast an Amber Heard, I mean, I went, oh, yeah, okay. Like, that makes sense, you know, on paper, but yeah. There, in fact, I even saw a rumor. This is a rumor. That's why I didn't include it. That they want to go back and reshoot all of her stuff to take, get her out, recast her and, and reshoot all no. her stuff. Okay. This is okay. I believe you on this. This is how you lose. This is how you get a new CEO. Is we need to cut three billion dollars from our budget. You don't reshoot movies that have been out. Yeah. No, like, no, no. The it new, was what it was. You, the new Aquaman movie that they're working on. Well, I mean, like that's that's not how you save three billion dollars. No. I mean, maybe, maybe you. I mean, this is this is this is again. This is how this company gets in trouble. 
like like I said, was Justice League. They remade Justice League and then put it on a streaming service where they couldn't possibly make their money back. Like, dumb. Yeah, they thought it was going to attract people to the service. So, let's see. What about other trouble? What about other titles that are in trouble? Red Sonia. Well, this one, that, that this was just asking for it. <laughs> okay, this one's interesting, and I I want to get your guys' take on this. So, Red Sonia director sues to expedite visa for film shoots in Europe. So, MJ Bassett, who is the director of Red Sonia, she's suing the U.S. Citizen and Immigration Services, saying they're delaying the processing. Oh shoot! Delaying the, the, again. The, Hold on. Yep. Let's see. Is he back? Yeah, my wife, my connection got really bad and choppy, so I had to leave her and come back. All right. So I don't know how much you heard, but MJ Bassett, who is directing the Red Sonia movie, is suing the U.S. Citizen and Immigration Services, saying they're delaying processing the immigration case, jeopardizing plans to shoot the the film in Bulgaria and Greece. Film in Bulgaria and yeah. Greece. Yeah, that's um, because they don't want to see another Red Sonia too. <laughs> Well, unless it's by Uwe so, Boll, right? Because, you know. <laughs> I can't even express how much I don't care about a Red Sonja movie. Yeah, well, yeah. What, okay, so my issue with this is like, so because, I mean, I, reading the article, she isn't a U.S. citizen, but she lives in the United States. So she needs her visa extended so she can go to Europe and film. Wouldn't it be and, easier to hire, to hire a new director? exactly like like that was my first thing and the other thing is she knew before she accepted the job because this is the second director for the movie by the way and she knew before she accepted the job if her visa was going to allow her to go there or not and she's the best thing sorry go ahead and she's saying they've got a film there and that the u.s immigration is causing this problem it's like no you should have made sure that you could do it before you accepted the job in my opinion so warner's sitting there going hey this isn't us (laughs) <laughs> but yeah i mean it's just i don't know i just it's like it just it, it, it it's just one of those things we talk about sometimes on the show and and it's like about the elitism among some people in hollywood thinking like oh well i can just sue and get it expedited where it's like no like you and i couldn't sue to get our visas extended to go over to europe to film yeah they tear them up and throw it in the garbage that'd be like right. the end of it so I basically saying I think the universe is saying they don't want another Red Sonja movie. <laughs> well, all right. So speaking of movies that, well, I, well, I, I see. I, I, this is another DC issue because okay, so they're they're in the hole, and the CW verse is dying. Yes, yeah. Like so, even I don't keep up with it anymore. Like so I, bad. I for for the first four years I watched everything, every yes. episode in order. And then the writing started to get bad on a few, and then Supergirl started getting really weird, and oh and like and and the the Flash series like just became it became unbearable to watch somebody who could make time stem, stand still constantly get shot, hit over the head. <laughs> it's like I'm like you know Grant Gust Grant Gustin is a treasure. He should play the Flash in the movies. But they need good writers to challenge the Flash, like you would have to need a writer, a good writer to challenge Superman. You cannot have somebody who can move near the speed of light, getting shot by arrows and bullets. He can move fast enough to go back in time. Yeah, I like you know, 
it's not like the it's not like being surprised would catch him either, right? If he's constantly thinking in femtoseconds, I it's just so so I, I we kind of buried the lead here. So they're saying they're gonna end the flash at a in a shortened season nine so they can wrap up the series. And this is coming off the heels of Jesse Martin leaving the show because he's got gonna go star in another series. So he's leaving at the end of this season, which is season eight. Which God bless him, because after doing so long on Law and Order and then deciding to do like a sci-fi show like this, a hear a superhero show, you know, uh, I was it, it was it was nice that he was in there. He like gave it some heft while he was in the show. Right, right. But I mean, that's another thing. Nine, eight seasons is a long time for a TV show. Yeah, you know? Any- especially yeah. one that's dying. What would you right. say, J.D.? any tv show it's a long time mm. yeah i mean it's funny the the shows that last a long time it's, it's very rare you know like people don't realize shows a lot of shows die after one or two seasons you know so especially if they're on fox but <laughs> uh-oh we lost jd again he's switching oh. to his other <laughs> he's switching to his other thing oh okay but yeah no so it's like eight seasons nine but I'm trying to think, when did I drop off? I think it was after the last, what was it? The last big crisis crossover with Super, crisis, the old Superman. And cri- the, crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, the right? Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, right. That's that's kind of like, I dropped off after that. Cause, yeah, I think a lot of people dropped off after that. Even, even I, like, I tried. And then the whole Batwoman thing fell apart with Ruby Rose leaving. And and it would mm-hmm. have been okay if they had made an attempt, but the writing was so bad after that. And the reason for replacing her with some, like, hey, I found a bat suit. I'm going to be Batwoman. No. Like, like at, just, that point, uh, at that point, just recast her. Like, just find another actress to just say, this is Ruby Rose. And like, don't even explain why she looks different. Or, you know? or, 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 you know, do the, the daytime soap opera thing where, oh, I got plastic surgery or whatever which they eventually did but why is the one with no real training and nothing else that no no real skills being batwoman so i don't know they made uh green lantern specter which was okay because he was out right no yeah Stephen and i was out at that point jd is is back this is good jd we're talking about the death of the cw verse yes i'm home now i'm at my i'm on my real computer and stuff yes you sound good thank you (laughs) About time. Yeah, the shows suck, man. Yeah, I mean, because you know like we only have Flash and Legends at this point. The Superman Lois show doesn't really take place in the CW. It's its own thing, even though yeah. they they launched it in the CW. But like, it feels compl- it's totally disconnected. They don't cross over at all. No, it's probably and, for that show's benefit too, because that this I don't know. Like, it's hard to keep these. Sh- it's hard to keep television shows going for a long time, let alone an extended universe. And eventually, like the kind of writers. I mean, it's not like you're getting the best of the best. No, you know. They, well, and they're CW writers to boot, right? And they're so C- it's, and they're doing CW stuff, right? So yes. you're not getting you're not getting grittiness. No. Yeah, you're get basically <laughs> you're getting everything is driven by. And I think by by made up or contrived interpersonal crap and i think it's know? the only reason that the show that it kind of works is legends of tomorrow because, because it's, they it's, don't care yeah it's looney tunes yeah right exactly it's characters no one really cares that much about it's 
Um, one of them was a freaking a puppet for a while. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a, it's a team. It's, like, it's a team show, so they can have a bunch of heroes that interact with each other instead of one hero who's got this like a whole team behind them for some weird reason. But yeah, even so. the writing on that got weird. Like they just took Rory and 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 moved him off to the side after a while. He was supposed to be like you know the muscle and he, he and keeping things interesting, but they just like pushed him off. Because he wants to go back being Dracula. I mean, you know. <laughs> I, uh... Did we ever get Heatwave and Cold being like the rogues on the Flash show? Like yes, the for rogues. like for like two episodes. Yeah. So before they came of... out with Legends. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like this robbed us. That show robbed us of like a true like rogues, like real rogues storyline from the Flash. Like, I get what they were doing, but it just I don't know. Like, I kind of resent that show just for like because you you now you didn't get to use like some of the coolest things about the Flash. You know. Yeah, and then so it's dying. I think after Flash goes, then Legends will just be canceled after that, and then it'll be done. So it was cool when it started, and everyone was happy, and it fell off the the edge of the I mean, earth they can be commended for what they got like they for you know talk about like what for at least four solid years of like i don't know at the at the height maybe six shows that all were in the same universe and then and then the the crisis on infinite earths crossover where mm-hmm. they just pulled they were pulling people like like marvel does in, in the multiverse like and they they made it they made it work so well. I mean, you know, that's it, it's it's funny. DC was able to do that on the TV shows where it's much harder to do. They can't do anything close to that in the movie theaters because no. they screwed up so much. It it's it's always that right. Marvel does Marvel does great movies, but they shit the bed when they try to do uh, the the animated shows. DC's animated shows are like bellwethers but their movies suck yeah well moving on speaking of things that are going to probably suck we don't know that yet we talked about the quantum leap reboot right and i saw i saw a a video today on it was like from some kind of like entertainment magazine thing but i couldn't find two articles that linked it i guess i should have sent the video i couldn't find a single article that like really talked about this but essentially the quantum leap reboot was really brought forward by scott bakula but then when it came time to do casting scott bakula said he wanted to be involved and nbc said no thanks or peacock said no thanks (laughs) it's weird so he is not involved with the show at all at this point that is that is just as bad as like the, the the new live action series for it was it the airbender and then getting rid of the two creators <laughs> it's like now he'll be he's producing and starring in a, a show called unbroken that's going to be on peacock but you know he's not it seems like they threw him that instead of letting him be involved with quantum leap so they probably want something a clean break and i think it's kind of a mistake to be honest with you but yeah i don't know it's that that show is based on heart and yeah. he was the heart of it you need at least some time well, to transfer the those feelings from the from him to the new guy it's like the whole thing with stuff like that is it's it's based on nostalgia and trying to bring people who love the original show in and the whole fact that the show never ended on a didn't resolve 
any it pissed way everybody off home. let's be honest there are a lot that, of people that are pissed off about it like exactly and if you know the actors out there and wants to be a part of it to me that seems like a no-brainer so yeah i don't, I don't get it these executives don't really think a lot right they went what new and cool and quantum leap which was never new or <laughs> right so we'll see i don't know just, i don't just, have faith in it now. just how much coke are these guys like enough. oh my god it's hollywood enough <sighs> yeah i'm curious i'm curious what our audience thinks will you watch a quantum leap reboot that does not involve scott Bakula? so let us know in the comments below and then yeah. finally this is not an article this is an interview i'm gonna tack on here um actually you know what before that we're gonna take a commercial break and we'll be right back yeah after these messages we'll be right back all right of course we all know that i was at the fan expo philadelphia last weekend and i got a bunch of interviews we gave our first one last week chris campana and this week i'm giving us danny schlitz i was walking around and for those who know me or may not know this about me i love shakespeare and i love marvel and there was this book it was called shakespeare's complete works of marvel and basically they took a bunch of the movies like avengers one and two and i forget what the other two movies are in there and wrote them as if they were Shakespearean plays. Hmm. And um, Danny Schlitz is the artist who did all the, there's a bunch of drawings throughout the book as well. He's the artist who did all the, the drawings on that. And of course I saw the book and I was like, oh, this is this is really cool. Uh, I ended up buying it, but I was talking to him for about it, about it for a little bit. And so he agreed to let me record him. So here is my interview with Dan. All right, boys and girls, we are here with Danny Schlitz, artist and, uh, I had to stop at his booth because <laughs> he has a book that combines two of my favorite things, William Shakespeare and the Avengers. So I need to ask, where's the, where'd the genesis of this idea come from? Well, honestly, the, the author, Ian Dosher, uh, he, has, uh, he created the uh, William Shakespeare um, Star Wars books that have been around for quite a while. But then um, years later, I got contacted by Quirk Books, a uh, uh, Philly um, uh, uh, publisher, mm -hmm. to do these uh, to do the illustrations for the books. And so that happened la two years ago, kind of beginning of the pandemic. So it was kind of nice. It gave me something to work on during all those, you know, being at home all the time. So I right. kind of just worked on that for about a year off and on. Yeah. Cool. And, and just so people know that, like, this is officially licensed. It's not correct. You're not just doing this on your own. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of curious, like when you go to Marvel or Disney to to like, here's our idea. Can we do this? Like, do they love it or do they have to think about it for a long time? Now, honestly, I'm not totally sure. I mean, because I was more contacted by Cork Books, uh, but okay. a lot of I've done some other Marvel stuff, but they, it's usually they are coming to me. Um, but, like, you know, one thing is, like, I had to become, like, an official licensed uh, Disney artist, whatever right. that means. Uh, but that was kind of like, oh, okay, I guess I'm in some registry now. <laughs> Does that mean the paychecks come with a little picture of Mickey Mouse on them? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> All right. So something that I've been asking a lot of people, so... This is Philly's first con in two years. Mm -hmm. um, I was at New York Comic Con in October, which yeah. was 
they were still at limited capacity, you know. And then, and now in Philly Week, they fully lifted all the restrictions. No more yeah. masks, no more uh, vaccine mandates. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel like things are going now that, like, are we back or do you think we're slow still? I mean, it feels pretty full today. I yeah. mean, yeah, people are coming out. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, I'm wearing a mask most of the day, but just, you know, because I'm traveling from uh, West yes. Coast. Uh, but I was uh, at Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle right. um, early, uh, uh, late last year, and there it was packed. It was super, super packed, and it seems pretty packed here too. So I think we're feels like we're back. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it feels like we're getting there. Yes, definitely. Yeah, no, and it's funny too, and I will point that out. Like, you can tell when you're at a con, people are coming from all around the country. Yeah, and. Different areas still have restrictions, and some mm. areas don't. And and I agree. Whatever your comfort level is, you yeah. Know, like if you're not comfortable wearing masks, I, I'm all for that. Right. Um. So, like, do, are, do you feel uncomfortable at all? Like, I mean, I don't feel uncomfortable. I know, obviously, it's just life these days, right? It's yeah. it's a little risky, but honestly, I'm just getting out. I kind of um, uh, just. Try being smart and careful, but I'll take the mask off like I am right now. Um, but yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty, pretty comfortable. Yeah, not too worried. And a lot of people, you know, are, are, um, uh, vaxxed up and yeah. yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. So, um, you, you kind of alluded to this. One of the things I also like asking people right now is the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people, get a lot of the revenue from these cons, right? Yeah. We didn't have cons for a long time. Yeah. So what did you do, A, to keep busy during the pandemic, and B, to keep your spirits up through it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, just going, you know, I, I live near Seattle, so I go, you know, go up and work at a place where I do a lot of artwork. and uh, But then, you know, being home, I just had a lot more time just time to draw and really try some new things. I really just tried to take advantage of the time being home. And so I just took my iPad, you know, and just, I just took it everywhere I went and I would just draw and draw and draw. And I felt like it really kind of paid off just having more focused time, not a lot of interruptions. Right. Uh, and that just made a huge difference um, in, in my overall progress as an artist. Ooh. And I also want to uh, back to the book real quick. Um, mm-hmm. This is based on the the MCU yes. the movie versions of the of the characters. Mm-hmm. So something I always like to ask artists too: when you're drawing a real person as opposed to a comic yes. person, right? Because you can draw uh, Peter Parker a hundred different ways. As Correct. long as he's got a few characteristics, people recognize it as Peter Parker. But when you're drawing Tom Hiddleston, yeah, it's got to <laughs> look like Tom Hiddleston, or people complain like oh yeah it difficult to like make sure everything looked the way it should i mean here's the thing right is is they told me danny don't make this look exactly like them because they have to pay that licensing fee (laughs) and i mean when you're doing all the avengers i mean it's it's got to be pretty expensive so i would try to draw as close as i could to the actors but just change them a little bit and oftentimes it's around the eyes, just some little yeah. features like that. I mean, because it, it most the hardest stuff is to really make it look like them. 
So if you just kind of dial it down 10%, it's like, oh, you know, they're, they're, no agent is calling saying, hey, wait a minute. That's, that's Chris <laughs> Evans, you know, I mean, so it, it, it wasn't too hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny too, cause like I have, obviously I've been doing this for a long time. I've met a lot yeah. of artists. Mm-hmm. I've met a lot of actors too. And yeah. it's like, like they sign these contracts where their likeness associated right. with that character belongs to Marvel or Disney. Yeah. So it's not, it's not the actor's agent that'd be calling you. It's mm. Disney that'd be calling you saying, hey, this looks a little yes. too much like Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah. So there were a couple times I thought, I thought this looks way too close, but Disney signed off on it every time. So oh, I was like, good. okay, all right. You know, <laughs> trust you guys. You're the ones signing, signing off. So, <laughs> so, um, I had a question in one right of my head. Um, Okay, so something I, I do like. What do you? What kind of advice do you give to artists who are starting out? Oh yeah, yeah. Honestly, like, um, I my advice is is just be relentless. Just keep going and going, and be open to feedback. I mean, that's the hardest thing. Um, even for me right now, when I'm doing something like, say, a movie poster, I still share with uh, uh, other art friends. You know, build. Uh, build that community of other artists that, that are most of them, you know, online and not where I live, you know, I don't have like a ton of artists right around me, but just through Instagram and places like that, I just kind of join that community of artists and I ask questions, you know, um, I'll ask people who are really good at like likeness for like actors and Uh, characters and say, Hey, what do you think? And they'll give me feedback. And I still do that like all the time. Um, and, and so I'm always, I think for starting out or not even starting out, but just trying to be an artist and trying to kind of get noticed is really, you don't do it as an Island, you know, by yourself, go out there, meet other artists, people who appreciate art and the stuff you're into. Um, and just, Join that community and just contribute, and uh, and that's how you'll grow, you know. And right. and again, accept feedback even when it hurts. Just take it and yes. learn from it. Yes. I mean, you're always gonna always be learning. <laughs> cool. And related to that, the question we normally like to end on is, how do you measure success? Oh my gosh, success! That is tough, right? Oh, uh, I guess. I would say measuring success is is if you're enjoying it, if you're enjoying what you're making, and hopefully somebody buys something you make. But honestly, if you're still enjoying it, regardless of if people are buying your art or not buying it, if you're enjoying it, make that your that that I would call yeah. that success. Yes, cool. definitely. All right, and then for the people listening, where can they find you online? Yes, they can find me at Danny Schlitz dot com um d-a-n-n-y-s-c-h-l-i-t-z and i'm on instagram not much twitter but i'm up there but <laughs> i kind of monitor that a little bit but yeah thank you so much all appreciate thank you. it all right all right well thank you for that dan don't forget to check out shakespeare's avengers available in all the finer bookstores so that's it for the week let's wrap it up and i'm going to give you guys an option you can give a recommendation 
or what did you learn on the podcast this week? And JD, you can go first. Well, I'm giving a recommendation because as you know, <laughs> the Wolfstone's not a video podcast, but I'm going to plug the Wolfstone Saga Kickstarter launches Tuesday. So it'll be live for tw- at least 24 hours by the time you listen to it. So get it three books plus access to literally hundreds more. So many cool bonus features. The best thing I've ever written. Jump on board. Awesome. <laughs> I Did you learn shit. anything? You didn't learn shit? No, I didn't learn nothing. Okay. John? Like I keep saying, the the spring season of anime is out. And one of the really, really good ones that seems to have come out is this one called Spy X Family. So it's about a master spy who gets this job to basically infiltrate this guy's daughter's school so he can get close to the guy he's supposed to spy on. And so he's got to put together a family. And the little girl that he adopts just happens to be an escaped experiment who's psychic and the woman he picks up just happens to be a master assassin and hilarity ensues <laughs> it's really really good it's all there's only two episodes out so far and it is freaking amazing and everybody you know it's it it's a five-star show it's really hard to satisfy that many people but a lot of people are watching it so that, that would be my recommendation all right. Oh, and and JD's book because yeah. I am definitely going to die in that one. <laughs> Looking forward to killing you again. <laughs> yes. Well, I learned that John likes JD to kill him. Oh you wait, just I knew that it? already. I know, yeah, I knew that already. I didn't learn that this week. Oh man, I don't. I didn't really learn anything either. Sure. But it's not an educational podcast. No, <laughs> educational podcast. What you need to learn is to go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page. And of course, comic book reviews by our good friend D-Square. And what will I recommend? Hmm, that's a good question. I think think I'm going to recommend that you go watch X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yes. (laughs) Why would you do that? We're going to be talking about that on next week's podcast. Is that one on Disney? Is that on Disney right now? Disney Plus? I would imagine. I think all the x-men movies are on there except logan i haven't searched so i just uh asked so so yeah because you know we got to see the origin of deadpool in the mcu (laughs) the buried alternate version yeah (laughs) so on that note boys and girls as always thanks for listening don't let you keep caught in the door have a good week